Hello, listeners. It's Jen here. Jill and I are taking a week off from our regular destination episodes. In the meantime, please enjoy this episode on dreams, which was originally published on our Patreon page for members at tiers three and four. If you enjoy Common Mystics, and if you are interested in accessing extra content like this, then please consider signing up on Patreon to support our pod at any of our tiers. Jill and I are so incredibly thankful for all of our listeners, but especially our patrons, because they help make Common Mystics sustainable and keep us on the air. Also, we are so excited for you to check out our new book, Common Mystics Present Ghosts on the Road, Volume 1, Murders and Mysterious Deaths. It's available to purchase on Amazon July 1st, 2023, and available for pre-order on June 1st. And as always, thank you for listening. On this episode of Common Mystics, we discuss the intriguing topic of dreams. I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We are common mystics. We find extraordinary stories in ordinary places. And I am so excited to talk about dreams today. This was actually a suggestion from one of our patrons. I love that. Patrons, keep the suggestions coming. So let's get into it. Tell me a little bit about dreams. What I love most about this topic, Jill, is that you can look at dreams and study dreams from completely different lenses. It's true. Like if you look at the hard sciences where biologists, neurologists, they have labs where they collect empirical data on brain waves as people sleep to try mm-hmm. to understand why we dream and what are the physiological effects of dreaming or not dreaming on a person. It's interesting that someone can have their brain wired and they can look at the brain activity and know whether or not they're experiencing a dream. I know. Isn't that fantastic? That is wonderful. Tell me a little bit about any soft sciences looking at dreams. So then when you move away from hard empirical like laboratory data, you get into the soft sciences or the Mm -hmm. social behavioral sciences and people like psychologists, psychoanalysts, therapists, they study dreams in terms of how they reflect a person's social, emotional Mm. and mental state. Right. And so they ask questions about what a person's dreams say about their hopes and their fears or how dream analysis can help a person heal from emotional trauma. I just want to say that usually I'm re-traumatized. Like lately, I've been re-traumatized by dreams that I'm having. Like I go right back to the place of the trauma and like I wake up screaming. I hear you, and I I think that that's something you should talk to your therapist about. <laughs> Just saying, has that ever happened to you? Like you were like reliving the trauma? Um, probably I have woken up like angry or emotionally charged because of something that I dreamt. Mm. But I think the point is that dreams bring to your conscious mind what your subconscious is keeping at bay. It's a bridge between your subconscious and your conscious. I like it. 
Right. There's a very scientific behavioral sciences foundation of dream interpretation and using your dreams and interpreting your dreams to give you clues about what what your issues are. What about the like metaphysical? Tell me that. Oh, totally. So there's also, not surprisingly, a whole school of thought in that category of the pseudosciences, right? Psychics, yogis, shaman, and mystics of different kinds, many of them subscribe to the notion that dreams are sort of an avenue by which one can receive spiritual Mm. messages. And the dream state is a place where you're very close to the spiritual world. I like it. Yeah. In this talk, I think we're flitting over mostly the soft science perspective, but also the mystical perspective as well. Well, let's get right into it. First, tell me, I know this seems ridiculous, but tell me exactly what dreams are as far as scientific explanation. According to medicalnewstoday.com, dreams are a universal human experience. I want to say I'm pretty sure dogs have dreams too. Oh, they absolutely have dreams. Okay, go on. And dreams can be described as a state of consciousness that's characterized by sensory, cognitive, and emotional occurrences during sleep. Mm-hmm. And one scientific theory is that dreams are kind of like a data dump. It's like your brain is processing information, processing memories from your life, from the day. And during the state of dreaming, your brain is kind of sorting out those memories, coordinating new opinions, learning new tasks, and updating your emotional outlook on a situation. Nice. Researchers suspect that the process plays out between an area of the brain called the hippocampus that controls memory and the neocortex, which governs higher thought. It actually, to me, sounds like when my iPhone is updating its ISO. Mm, Tell me more. Well, it... It processes the old information, it stores it, but it also updates whatever new information you need to navigate the different apps and the way you use your phone. I love that. I think that's a fantastic analogy. Thank you. And according to the National Sleep Foundation, people typically dream about four to six times per night, and we forget more than 95% of all of our dreams. Mm. Dreams last about five to 20 minutes. And according to the National Sleep Foundation, dreams are helpful because they can help us learn and develop long-term memories. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So dreaming is healthy. And I personally, I don't remember most of my dreams. I remember a lot of my dreams. And if I'm only remembering like 5% of them, then I, I, I wonder. Yeah. That's crazy. I usually, when I dream and it's notable, I usually wake up and I call you, like if I think it's like a dream that you should know about. But otherwise, I just kind of, I just think about it. I just think about what happened in my dream. It's, you know what? It's a whole other world. It's like, it literally is another dimension that only I'm experiencing. And I like it. Mm-hmm. I think I've done some reading about how to remember dreams. And they say that, Remembering the last dream 
that you dream when you wake up in the morning is the most important dream to remember because it's it's like during the cycles of REM sleep when you're dreaming it, they're cumulative mm-hmm. and so the most information ends up in that last dream so if you wake up in the morning and write down what you remember you're remembering the most important parts nice Cool. Yeah, very cool. So how did people, because we're looking at this in a very modern way, what is there a history of how different types of people around the world looked at dreams? Absolutely. And it may or may not surprise you that the history of dreams is rooted in the mystical and spiritual. I love it. So ancient Egyptians believed that the dream world existed between the land of the living and the spirit world. I like it. I know. They believed that spirits, deities, and loved ones communicate to the living through their dreams. Mm. The ancient Egyptians believed that some dreams were very straightforward, but that others required specialized dream interpreters to gain understanding of the messages that were coming through. According to DreamTrending.com, the ancient Egyptians believed so strongly about the power of dreams to foretell the future and offer advice that they actually had rituals to incubate their dreams. Mm. And the Egyptians were meticulous about recording their dreams and the interpretations of them. Pretty cool. All right. So that was the ancient Egyptians. Okay, go on. So, you know, there there are several references to dreams in the Bible. I know. Do you want to talk about no, this? No, but I want you to talk about it. <laughs> Did you know this? Well, I read it. You put it in here and I read when it. When you um, think of Daniel, I know that Daniel interpreted the dream for a pharaoh. I remember that. And I totally forgot. Keep going because I want to talk about the woman. So the Bible indicates that God used dreams to communicate to certain individuals in in the Bible, namely leaders, kings, and prophets. Mm -hmm. And there are actually 21 different dreams that are referenced in the good book. And there's only one woman in the whole Bible who received information from God via a dream. And that is Pontius Pilate's wife. Yes. What'd she say? Now, if you might recall, Pilate, Pontius Pilate, was the Roman governor of Judea who ordered the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Mm, He shouted. And in Matthew 27, verse 19, it says, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Mm. So she was basically saying, I had a dream. Don't have anything to do with this man. Don't give a judgment on him because I basically had a nightmare about what's going to happen. Absolutely. That's crazy. So, yeah, so apparently getting information from the divine through dreams has roots in the Bible. So very cool. Where else around the ancient world did they believe that dreams were giving them information? The ancient Greeks and ancient Romans believed that dreams could give them information about their past, present and future events. Mm -mm -mm. Their dreams weren't actual records of what was going to happen or what had happened. They needed to be interpreted. They um, relied heavily on the interpretation of dreams Mm -hmm. and like a special person, just like the ancient Egyptians. And also American indigenous peoples had a belief system surrounding dreams as well. That does not surprise me at all. 
Mm-mm. And dreams to them were a method of for spirits to communicate with the living. And according to NativeAmericanRoots.net, dreams and visions are an important part of Native American spiritual life. Traditionally, dreams were an essential conduit for communication with the spiritual world, and dreams served as a validation of one's spiritual condition. And so children from an early age, Native American children from an early age, learned to remember their dreams, and then their dreams would be interpreted by the tribal leaders. I love that. I want to learn how they taught the children to remember their dreams. That is fascinating. That is really fascinating. It also I love that too. reminds me of when I would have a dream. Well, I do today mm-hmm. with you. But whenever I dream, I would call mom and, and, yes. and sometimes grandma and be like, this is what I dreamt about. And I remember mom calling grandma all the time with her dreams. Mm-hmm. So in a way, we're kind of doing the same thing without realizing mm-hmm. it. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Does that mean we're Native American? Um, <laughs> no, it does not. Mean <laughs> I think every, to be honest, like a, a joke in genealogy circles, um, just to be a big genealogy nerd, is always that someone has a grandmother on their paternal side that's Native American. That's like a joke because every time they're like, no, I swear. <laughs> that is funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that idea of dream incubation, can you explain that? You want me to what explain it? <sighs> Jennifer. Yeah. It's an attempt to connect the dreaming self to the awake self and help the awake self access the insights hidden within the dream. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. It's kind of an intentional way to connect your subconscious and conscious. You know, I the way I think of it is like today you and I would put something under our pillow, like that old wives tale. If you put like rose petals under your pillow, your dream of your future husband. I feel like it's something that way. It's being intentional saying I want to dream about something to gain insight. Okay. well, this practice also has ancient roots. And I love this. You're going to flip your shit. Tell me everything. Ancient cultures saw this practice as a religious practice, and they would sleep in a sacred area with the intention of experiencing a divinely inspired dream or cure. I love that. I know. Okay. So this dates back to like ancient Babylonia and ancient Egypt. That's insane. Okay. Pulling Mm -hmm. out the Babylonians. Ooh. Mm. In ancient Greece, they had dream temples, Jill. They had temples for this. Love it. And in these temples, dreams were enticed and encouraged by the sleepers. And people would travel from all over for miles to sleep in these bed-filled temples. And they would sleep seeking truth, guidance, healing, and help solving a wide range of problems. The most famous was the temple for the god, I'm going to say this wrong, Asculapius, the Greek god of healing. And these places would become the world's first hospitals. Mm -mm. And the symbol of Asculapius was a staff with a snake winding around it. And that is still a symbol of healing today. That's so true. I know exactly what you're talking about. That blows my mind. I love that so much. That's amazing. They would have like priests 
to help the sleepers, like the sleepers would wake up and they'd tell their dreams to the priests. And then the priests, of course, would help them understand their dreams and provide that divine guidance. Is anything like that happening today? Like dream incubations? Great question. Well, actually, according to Psychology Today from 2022, new research suggests that you can use your dreams in the same way to solve problems. That's crazy that just in August of this past year, they're looking at dream incubation. Uh huh. And there's actually some instructions that you found on how you can use the process of dream incubation to solve specific problems. You're giving away the applesauce. <laughs> I'm supposed to be new to this information. Do you want to do you want to talk through it? I, <laughs> I feel like talk through it. I'm talking too much. I want you to tell us about this. So according to Psychology Today, here are the steps that you can take so that you can experience dream incubation. Are you ready? I was born ready. Everyone have their pens out. (laughs) Write down the problem as a brief phrase or sentence and place it by your bed. Step one. Okay. Okay. Love Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So write down that shit. And then you review the problem for a few minutes just before going to bed. And for me, don't you think that's kind of setting the intention? Saying, okay, like picking up that piece of paper, looking at it and be like, I want to dream about this. And yeah. this is what I'm this is what I'm talking about. And this is what I need help on. Right. So right. It's setting the intention to sleep. And then once in bed, in bed, you visualize the problem as a concrete image. So you look at it and you see, like, how does that look to have this problem in your life? What is that problem? How, how are you thinking and experiencing having this issue? Okay. And then you tell yourself you want to dream about the problem just as you're drifting off. So you just, it's kind of like doubling down on it. Like, remember, I'm going to dream about you and this problem. Now, keeping a pen and paper beside the bed, perhaps even a flashlight will help. Because Okay, that makes sense. When you wake up, you're going to want to lie down quietly before getting out of bed. And you want to try to recall any experience you had while you were sleeping in a dream. And then you want to write it down as soon as possible. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then should you try to go back to sleep? To dream about it more, if you can? Um, I don't know. I well, don't think that's it a says bad here, idea. It says, note whether there is any trace of a recalled dream and invite more of the dream to return if possible. So, yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do that. Okay. Do just that. And then, wow. long story short, there are other kind of tips, but it's really the same thing. At bedtime, visualize yourself dreaming about the problem, waking up and writing it down next to the bedside. Okay, so that's kind of meta. So you're envisioning that you've you've dreamt of the solution and you're writing it down. Right. Okay, okay. It's like, I, I think all that happened and I'm writing it down. And then arrange objects connected to the problem on the nightstand or on the wall across from the bed so oh. that you can see them before you go to sleep. Okay. Can you imagine if you did that, like, and Dennis would just be like, what are you doing? (laughs) He'd be like, you're crazy. Why is there a picture of cake right here? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I love this. Have you ever tried this sort of intentional dream work? I haven't. Not in this, not in this specific way. I agreed. But I've asked for dreams. I've asked for help and clarification and... What I do is pray before I go to bed and I pray on problems that I'm having. And I, it's mm. similar. I'm not writing down. I'm not writing anything down. I'm not asking to get the answer through a dream. I'm asking a higher power to help with the problems. But this is this is different. This is kind of like asking yourself and as opposed to asking God, right? Or a deity. 
I think it can be all the same. Like when you're visualizing the problem, I think you can be praying about it. Like when you think about the review, the problem minutes before going to bed, you can be praying about it. Okay. Interesting. So, okay. Now that we have our, now we've been incubated, we've done our dreams. Hopefully we remember them and we wrote that shit down because I want to understand what the dream is telling us. And apparently we need to be well-versed. Right. Because remember, your subconscious is giving you clues a lot of times. And what you're dreaming are symbols for that information. It's a lot. It's like mediumship, to be honest. The way you just described it reminds me of mediumship. And so I went online and found out that researchers have identified seven of the most common dreams and what they might symbolize. And this is from VeryWellMind.com. Do you want to know what the seven most common dreams are? I'm at the edge of my seat. (laughs) Okay. Um, all right, I've had this one before. Um, the first one is falling, falling. Have you ever dreamt that you were falling? Yes, and I wake up like yeah, you right know what I mean. You like, hit the ground, yeah, 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 and you like wake up like shocked. You know yes, what I mean? Yes, yeah. you wake up with a start. Yes. If you dream that you're falling, it's a sign that something in your life isn't going well, and it might suggest that you need to rethink a choice. Uh, for instance, or consider a new direction or doing something different in an area of your life. Okay, that makes sense. I kind of, I mean, you need to rethink of, I mean, this is general. I know, I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about it. If I'm falling in a dream, I'm not waking up and saying like, I need to rethink a choice. Like, so I don't see the correlation. I, oh, I totally I think it's see more the correlation. Of an, uh, an anxiety. What are you thinking? How is that? a cor- Where's the correlation? Well, if you're if you're falling, then you're feeling not secure. Right. Mm. But I think when when you are analyzing your own dreams, you have to take the the rest of the dream in consideration too. like what else is happening? Why are you falling? What happened to make you fall? You know, like and then also as you go online or use different dream encyclopedias to help you understand the meaning of your dreams, you'll find that. There are like 55 different interpretations of falling. You know what I mean? Because it depends on the context of the dream. Right. And your feelings about it. Okay, moving forward. Being naked in public. I have never had this one. I did, but I liked it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I've never had this one either. If you dream of being naked in public, and apparently this is a very common one, researchers have identified, then that indicates that you feel like a phony or you're afraid of revealing your imperfections and shortcomings. Never. I've never dreamt of being naked I've never in dreamt that either. Have you ever dreamt of being chased? Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have, have too. You? Yes. It's scary. It's it a sucks. scary dream. It's like, why are you chasing me? Tell me everything. So generally speaking, this means that you're trying to avoid something in your daily life and or you want to escape from your own fears or desires. But if you want to understand more about this chase dream, you have to know what's chasing you or you have to consider in your dream what's chasing you. Like, for instance, if you're chased by an animal, have you Mm -hmm. have you been chased by an animal in your dream? Um, no, but Chad had, but I'm usually, I'm usually being chased by like someone who's going to kill me. Okay. Well, all right. Well, uh, another tidbit for your therapist. (laughs) 
<laughs> Dr. Lisa has her work cut out for her. <laughs> I hope you're keeping notes. Um, an animal. If an animal is chasing you, you might be hiding from your own anger, passions, or other feelings. So that, it, see, now... That is exactly why I don't dream of animals chasing me, because I am so aware of my anger, my passions, and my feelings. Right. Like, they're on your sleeve. Like, they're not hidden at all. No. If if it's an unknown chaser, and this has happened to me, like, I've Mm. had the sense that a monster was chasing me, for instance, Uh but I don't see the monster. I just have a sense. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I don't really know what's chasing me. Mm -hmm. Um, If your pursuer is a mysterious or unknown figure, it might represent a childhood experience or past trauma. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) We have a winner. What have they won? (laughs) Now, if a member of the opposite sex is chasing you... This could mean that you're afraid of love or haunted by a past relationship. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I imagine the the context of the rest of the dream would be really important to understand. I'm 100% sure it's my childhood trauma. 100% sure. <laughs> I know. 100%. Okay. I okay, had what's this another one? one? Have you had this one? This next one? Teeth falling teeth out. Teeth falling out. Oh, this is a mm-hmm. terrible dream. I hate this I dream. I always thought it meant that I was saying too much. It could be that if you look okay. this up, you know, a great I'm going to tell you this right now. The pleasant dot com is a great resource of all things dream. And mm-hmm. if you want to try to understand symbolism in your dreams, go there. It's re- it's really a great site. Mm-hmm. Uh, teeth falling out could mean a lot of things. I think one of the interpretations is that that you've said too much. But another interpretation is that. You're losing your personal power and your ability to be assertive, decisive, and self-protective. A hundred percent. It's that I said too much. <laughs> like usually for you, yeah. But for that me, hundred percent. That doesn't correspond to me, and because I've also had this dream where my teeth like crunch and fall out. It's Ooh. terrible, and I feel like I, I feel like it's because I I'm not protecting myself. I'm not decisive. I'm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Have you ever dreamt of your of you dying, like you were dying? No. Neither have I. Have you dreamt that someone you loved was dying? No. I have. You have. Uh huh. Who have you dreamt about dying? Mom and Jeannie. Before they actually died. Yeah, like a childhood recurring dream of mine was that we were in the Forest Park public pool, and it was um, Mom and Jeannie were in the 10 feet in a boat, and Jessica was diving off the diving board and jumped on to the side of the boat, and Mom and Jeannie drowned. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, scary. Yeah. Uh, so that might be a symbol. Well, that's obviously a symbolic dream. According to this general definition about dying, whether it's the death of a loved one or yourself, a popular dream interpretation suggests that this reflects anxiety about change or fear of the unknown. I'll take both of those. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I'll take both of those. Um, have you ever dreamt about taking a test? <laughs> I for you answer this. I don't think I've ever dreamt about taking a test. I've I've dreamt a school. I never cared. Like, you know what I mean? But in your dream, are you dreaming that you're, you have a test, that there's a test in front of you? Never. Like, I, yeah, because in real life, there have been so many times that I sat in front of a test and I'm like, fuck if I know. Like, it just doesn't matter. (laughs) You know what I mean? So if I did have a dream that I was taking a test, it would just be like, okay, this is like yesterday. (laughs) Okay. It would just be like a data dump. (laughs) 
Okay, well, that happened. Apparently, there are a lot of people, unlike you, who have anxiety (laughs) about test taking, and a dream about taking a test reveals an underlying fear of failure. You know what? Um, Lean into it, guys. It gets you get (laughs) you get really used to it. (laughs) Stop. Don't be afraid. Okay, this one, this one, I've had, dude. Infidelity. I like had one last week and woke up and like beat the fuck out of Chad. I was like, I took, I sleep with um, a stuffed animal that mom and Frank gave me and I beat him up with Lucille. I was like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) I've woken up angry at Dennis too because of a dream I had about him cheating on me. Years ago, I had a dream that Chad was cheating on me with a girl named Fern and I hate that plant. (laughs) Like if I see a fern, I'm like, burn it, burn it, starve it. ridiculous, Jill. Don't give it water. Hey. So a dream of infidelity, if you dream that your spouse is cheating or your significant other is cheating, you have issues with trust, <laughs> loyalty, and hmm. communication in your relationship. I will take all of those <laughs> and I will raise you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Flying. Have you ever dreamt that you're flying? Yes. And as a matter of fact, sometimes if I'm dreaming and I know that I'm dreaming, I'm all like, I can fly right now. Have you ever really? done that? Have you ever known that you were dreaming and like, I can do whatever I want to do right now and like do it? I've like literally done that. That is the coolest thing ever. Okay. Side note. Yes. I've, th- you're talking about lucid dreams where you're dreaming and you know you're dreaming. Yes. I have, but usually it's in the context of, I don't like the way the dream is going. Like it's a nightmare sort of situation. And I just, my, my conscious self says, okay, hold on. This isn't happening right now. I know I'm dreaming. And then I wake up. I pull that emergency break. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like dreaming. And then all of a sudden I'm lucid dreaming and I'm like, OK, this is bullshit. We're stopping this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, you know, you're dreaming, know that you can like do whatever you can say bullshit. I'm stopping this right now. I'm going to fly away. And like you can fly away. I've never flown in my dreams. I'm going to try that. Next you time. never flew. I don't think so. No. What's interesting about me flying in my dreams is that I'm afraid of heights. Mm. But when I'm in my dream, I'm not like I'm just like flying around like a little songbird. So interesting. Mm -hmm. So dreams about flying represent feelings of freedom and independence, or they can also indicate like a desire to flee or escape from the realities of life. It all depends on the context. But it sounds like you're just flying, having a gay old time. Yeah, because I want to flee or escape the realities of life. (laughs) Interesting. Um, (laughs) Pregnancy dreams. Have you had pregnancy dreams? I don't think so. Have you? Yeah, but it's like, fuck, I'm pregnant. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, it's not like, oh, I'm pregnant. It's like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. This is one common dream that has a lot of multiple meanings. Sometimes these dreams represent a woman's fear of being an inadequate mother. Sometimes Mm. these dreams mean that the dreamer is developing some area of potential or deepening a relationship. Or a pregnancy dream could also mean that there are difficult times ahead. (laughs) So... All depends on the context on that one. But I did not know that that was a common dream. I didn't either. Yeah. So those are the seven most common. Isn't that cool? That is way cool. But I want to know, tell me about prophetic dreams. Like, I feel like we didn't talk anything about dreams that can that can tell the future. Yeah. Well, let's talk about like the mystical, spiritual side of things now. Oh, OK. Can we start okay. with the prophetic? 
Yeah. As I was looking over this information, I think a lot of sources just kind of use prophetic and psychic the same way. Oh, really? Yes. A lot of sources like that aren't mystical based kind of just say prophetic dreams or psychic dreams because they assume that all psychic experiences are like prophetic. Okay. Whereas you and I, who are more like mystical in our knowledge base, we understand like there are there are these kind of psychic dreams and these kind of you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. It feels generic that they call it all one thing. Some sources do. So scientists do weigh in on prophetic dreams or dreams that people believe psychically predict the future. They always do. Those scientists are just mouthy. What do they say? One reason they think that these dreams can actually happen. That's what I was going to say. It's kind of cool that they're like, yes, this does happen. That is cool. That's huge. Yeah, they do. They they do acknowledge that. That it's, that is it a phenomenon. That, that it a actually, yeah, it is a phenomenon that someone dreams something is going to happen and then it happens. Yes. Okay, speak to me. Tell me why they believe that happens. So scientists think that one reason for these kind of prophetic dreams involves the idea of the self-fulfilling prophecy. So in other words, after a person dreams something, such as failing a test, for instance, then the the student might begin to believe in the probability that they will actually fail the test. And mm-hmm. that belief in this probability changes the dreamer's behavior that causes that failure of the test, right? And so they dream it and then their behavior changes to bring about what they dreamt. That's so shitty. I mean, that makes sense that a scientist would explain that. But if you dreamt that you were going to fail a test, wouldn't you like double up study? I'm just saying that this is one theory to explain why prophetic dreams do indeed happen. Is there another theory? There is another theory because sometimes dreams come true without any intervention on the dreamer's part, right? Mm Mm-hmm without any action on the part of the dreamer. So there is evidence that points to the idea that dreams can also be a synthesis of a person's conscious and subconscious memories um, or a synthesis of clues that make it easier to accurately anticipate the probability of a certain outcome, right? This theory also suggests that obvious clues may not be considered important until all the facts are pulled together. And sometimes this occurs during sleep. Mm-hmm. So in other words, like, let's say uh, a dreamer dreams that a certain event is going to happen, like, I don't know, an earthquake. Mm-hmm. And so what the scientists are saying is that there probably have been a lot of clues that mm-hmm. maybe a person consciously recalls or remembers or not. But in the dream state, your mind is putting all those clues together and you dream that there is an earthquake. And then that's why. It happened. Again, a very scientific explanation. Mm-hmm. I actually, I I do not disagree with that theory, to be honest, because they're saying it in a very scientific way. But to me, that just validates that we are all sensitive and it really depends on how well you know yourself, whether or not you'll know that something happens, right? Like when you think of like Barb and then Barb calls you, you know what I mean? Right. It's, to me, it's the same thing. Like, Barb was on your mind. You're giving that energy. Right. You see what I mean? I see exactly what you mean. What you mean? Because to me, this doesn't prove that that's not divine. 
Exactly. This doesn't prove that a, that spirit is not intervening in this or way. Or dropping those clues. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, call it what you will. You know, they don't, scientists don't really understand the mind in, in an, its entirety. So, yeah, prove it. Prove that spirit isn't, you know, intervening here. They can't. So... Can you give me two cute grandma examples of these two different types of dreams? <laughs> Our grandma, she had prophetic dreams. You should tell these. I'll tell the first one. Okay. Okay. So this type of dream, I think, would be the type number one. It's the self-fulfilling prophecy dream. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So explain. our cute little grandma, she had a dream that there were Dunkin' Donut munchkins all over the backyard. Little donut holes. Yeah, little donut host. Delicious, by the way. <laughs> and so the next day, our our uncle takes grandma to church, our aunt's husband. And on the way home, he just decides to stop and pick up some munchkins and a breakfast sandwich for our aunt who did not go to church. And so they pull into the garage. Tony grabs a sandwich and he's getting out of the car and he and he gives the munchkins to grandma. So there's a box. A so box there's a box. Of munchkins. Mm-hmm. It looks like a little house box. You know what I mean? It has <laughs> yes. like the little flap. With the handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he hands it to grandma to take it in the house. And she goes, I, I shouldn't be holding this because if I hold it, they're going to be all over the yard. And he was like, oh, Irene. <laughs> and as they were having this conversation, they were moving towards the door that led into the backyard. And grandma's foot um, hit the lip of the garage threshold. And she fell forward into the yard. And all the munchkins went all over the yard. She right. was okay. She was okay, but there were all the and she said that she laughed because there they were all the munchkins all over the lawn. Yeah, so yeah, I think scientists would say, well, she 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 acted in a way she took those munchkins and then she purposefully or or not purposefully dropped the box. There is no way anyone in this family is purposely (laughs) dropping and mishandling (laughs) any kind of donut. We are not wasting baked goods in this family. (laughs) You know, salad, oopsie doopsie, but munchkins, (laughs) no. Handle with care. Yeah, yeah. Another example of a grandma dream that fits into this second category about taking the clues that you know and having Mm -hmm. your brain show you the clues in a way to predict the future is the dream about her house. Yes. Remind me about it. Grandma had a recurring dream. She could see her house, which was on the south side of Chicago, a crowded block of houses. And hers was the brightest. It was glowing. It was the brightest on the street. And as it turns out, her house caught on fire and was then essentially the you know the the brightest house right mm-hmm, on the she block. Won. Mm-hmm. But what Grandma did know, she knew that the woman that she was renting to um, didn't use electricity and used candles, right? And she was is an that old, true? Yeah, Pani, Pani. The reason that the house burned down was because the the old lady who was renting a room in her home was uh didn't walk very well she had a walker and she also was very frugal and so she didn't turn her lights on when she didn't have to and so instead of turning on the lights she would light a candle because she wanted to save money and so this old lady we called her Pani. i don't even know what her real name was but this old lady in the morning got up really early and was brushing her hair and she dropped her comb under the bed. And so she took her candle and crouched down 
to look for the comb and her bed caught on fire because she had that open flame. And because she she was with a walker, she couldn't put it out fast enough. The whole place went up in flames. But the point is, grandma knew the habits of this woman. Mm -hmm. And so did did grandma's mind put all of those clues together to, to show her that her house was going to burn in that fashion? I don't know. Everyone got out okay. We should say that because that sounds scary. Yeah, everybody got out okay. It was scary. They lost. Yeah, a lot of people everything. lost everything. But yeah, so Oof. I think that's another example. Um, Another famous dreamer. Mm. We would be amiss if we didn't bring him up. His name is Edgar Casey. Tell me everything you know right the second. Edgar Casey lived in the early 1900s and he is a big name in the history of mysticism and psychic circles. He was actually known as the sleeping prophet. Can we do an episode just on him because he's fantabulous? There's so much to talk about him. Absolutely. He was famous for exploring the dream realm, and he actually believed that all minds are connected in the dream state. I tend to agree with him. Really? Yeah, it's I do. It's fascinating to comprehend. And he he actually said that there are three types of dreams. So he, obviously, he's coming from that mystical bent. His lens is spiritual, psychic, you know, pseudoscience, but... He said that one kind of dream is the physical dreams and physical dreams are brought on by physical sensations that we experience in in our sleep state, such as like, you know, if we hear noises or if we're cold or hungry or if we have a that stomach ache. just happened to Shut me. Shut up. Really? Re- remember when I told. OK, so we had a mouse in the house. Yes. And I was telling you how I heard in my sleep the mouse getting caught. And in my dream, I saw your nightstand that had metal knobs on it. Oh, yeah. And it would like it clicked. Uh huh. And that in my dream, I saw you at your nightstand, but it was the mouse being caught. And I woke up and I told Chad, I'm like, we caught the mouse. But I, I saw your nightstand and those gold brass little knobs that clicked. Yeah. The drawer pulls. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. So that is a great example of how you heard a physical noise in your actual house and you dreamt something and then you knew that that, that would was make a symbol. That noise. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So physical dreams, one type of dream. Another type of dream. He said, were dreams from your subconscious. And this is kind of what we've been talking about up until now, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, your subconscious dreams are coming from your mind and they're symbolic and they often need to be interpreted. And that once they're interpreted, they can help people uncover their problems and find solutions. And he's thought that mm-hmm. most of our dreams actually are coming from our subconscious mind. So it sounds like Edgar Casey kind of agreed like with what the science is saying, you know, like it's your mind, your mind is giving you clues, right? Mm-hmm. But, 100%. but, and here's where he goes that, and this diverges from science. He also believed in dreams from the superconscious. Superconscious. And these include visions, spiritual experiences, revelations from God, and also psychic dreams or prophetic true psychic dreams. I love everything you just said. And it occurs to me as you're talking that 
if you wanted to experience dreams from the super super conscious, it would be as if you the as if the ancients were doing a dream incubation, going to the temple, having those intentions when you go to sleep, right? Yeah, I. It's like everyone's saying the same thing in different ways. It, it it seems like it, doesn't it? It really does. Go on. So I was intrigued by that notion of differentiating between subconscious dreams and superconscious dreams, according to Edgar, Edgar Casey. And so I started to kind of research, how do you know? How do you know if your dream is, in other words, a symbolic dream or a psychic dream. Okay, tell me. Like if if you were going to differentiate between the two, which we know Edgar Casey mm-hmm. did, and it would be really helpful just like as a person to know like if this is like trash or if this is like pay attention. Well, not trash, but like we just talked about like falling and being naked, data and- dumping, symbi- yeah, data dumping exactly. So, how do you know? How do you know the difference? Okay. Exactly. All right. Tell me. So, if you're having a psychic dream, a dream like from spirit, right? Mm-hmm. There is apparently a lack of symbolism, right? Whereas if your mind mm-hmm. is doing a data dump and this is from your subconscious, then it's more symbolism. Whereas a psychic dream, things seem as they are or seem as they ought to be. And there's not that crazy kind of bizarre shit happening. Make sense to you? I can see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, when when I dream of like people coming to me in dreams, and I know it's a psychic dream, what's really interesting is that there's not a lot of words and there's not a lot of anything else happening. It's like everything stops. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And okay, another continue. clue that it's a psychic dream or dream f- from spirit is that the sequence of events is reasonable. Like what's, what's happening is... Is, is a reasonable sequence of events, right? And there's no kind of that jumping from mm-hmm. scene to scene. Yes, 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 yes. That makes also, sense to me too. Because I was just saying that my dreams are uh, really narrative. Yes, Remember, yes, I was just yes. said that to you. Yeah, Clarity mm-hmm. is another clue. And I think you just alluded to this. Mm. Like when the noise stops and suddenly there's like a spotlight, like things are clear and images actually might appear sharp and colors might be defined in a dream True statement. that is more psychic in nature. Love it. The big difference, and this this hits home for me too, is, and this is the fourth clue that this is a psychic dream, and that is the dreamer's emotional response to the dream in the moment. Yes, yes. Right? So you might have a feeling in your dream state of urgency or feeling of importance, or sometimes depending on a dream, depending on the the type of dream, it might be intense happiness or joy, but there's some sort of heightened emotional response that you are having while you're dreaming. And oftentimes that will wake you up and you will wake up with a certain feeling going, oh my God, that just happened. Yes. And now, is this all or nothing? Like, is it just one dream at a time or could it be a mixture? Oftentimes, that's a great question. Oftentimes, it is a mixture. So you could be having like one of your brain dump dreams and like things can be out of order and settings are like mixed up and one moment you're on the stairs, you know, in your house and the next moment you're like in a church. Do you know what I'm saying? And they're all 
all jumbled. And then yeah. all of a sudden something happens and you're suddenly things are clear or somebody shows up and you have this feeling of urgency like, oh, my gosh. And so, yes. Yes. Mm. That happens a lot. Like sometimes I'll be having like a random dream and then all of a sudden like grandma or mom will do a cameo. That happens to me, too, all the time, all the time. I was having a dream where I was in a parking garage and I felt like I was on my way somewhere and it felt like it was a work morning and people around me were like in suits and stuff. And it was just like one of those dump dreams, you know, like mind dump dreams. And I was trying to make my way through the crowd and I turn around and there was dad. What was he doing? Well, he and this is the other thing that happens when I get a visitation from spirit. They always get my attention by holding my face or embracing me. And dad, <laughs> they embraced me. And then we exchanged mm. some words. And then I woke up because I was like, oh, my gosh, Aww. that was dad. Dad just came to say hi. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's sweet. I have a lot of grandma dreams. Mom pops in all the time. Gosh, it was New Year's Eve going into 2020. And I was having a dream like I was at home with my cats and I was just like dreaming like a mind drum dream. And then mom came in, like literally came into the house and and I was like, oh, my God, mom, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm here because there's a storm's coming. And I was like, in my dream, I was like, holy shit, a storm's coming. Do I have to like get the cats? So I was like, like, do I need to get the cats and the carriers? And she was like, no. And that was it. Interesting. And of course, the pandemic happened a few weeks later. Well, we were made aware of the pandemic happening a few weeks later. Wow. I remember after grandma died, she visited me in a dream. And it was it was all a psychic dream. It wasn't part of a big mind dump mess. And in my dream, Mm -hmm. I was standing in a big white place and I was in the middle of two rooms like I was in a hallway and there was a room on my left and there was a room on my my right and both were full of people and I didn't know them. And then grandma was in the middle of the two rooms and Mm. she walked up to me and she put her hands on either side of my face. And I said, Grandma, I love you so much. I don't want you to go. And she said, baby, I love you so much. I don't want to go. And I know. And then I woke up. And that was an example of I knew that she she had just died. She was literally between the two. Do you know what I mean? Like she hadn't crossed over yet. She was literally between the two rooms in that sort of threshold. And the fact that, yeah, she put her hands on my face, got my attention, and then we exchanged words. I knew it was her. I'll never forget that dream. That makes me really happy. That's really sweet. Um, I have a lot of dreams. It's interesting you said the white room because I had a dream... I had a dream. I was living in on the South Side when I had my apartment, like right after I moved back from Arizona and before I moved to Michigan. And I was late for work a lot. And I was like, I cannot be late for work right now. <laughs> so I went to bed and I was like, God, I need to wake up for work. Please let me get up. And I would go to sleep early, but it's not even like I was getting up late. It was more of the fact that like if the trains came during it, like I was just screwed. So I had to get up like hella early to make sure I left in case a a train came. So I was sleeping and I was in a white room, like I was up and awake in a white room and Megan was there, my friend Megan that had passed away. And she kept trying to leave the room. And I'm like, Megan, I was like will you look at me? What the hell? And she kept like, she was like trying to leave the room and she like looked at me and she was like, come on. But she didn't say anything. She like looked at me like yeah, upside down like, face. Like, are really you serious Jill? right now? And she 
kept trying to leave. And then I woke up and I was like, holy shit. She woke she you woke up. Me up. That's mm-hmm. so cool. So if you look at, um, there are some sources that kind of go through the different types of psychic dreams or the different types of prophetic dreams. And this is from thepleasantdream.com. And one kind is a warning dream. And you kind of talked about that when you talked about your dream right before the pandemic, where a mom kind of warned Mm -hmm. warned you that a storm was coming. Mm -hmm. A warning dream gives you a heads up as to the possible impediments coming. Also, apparently, there are decision dreams where you see yourself making a choice, possibly the impacts of a choice. So I've never had a dream like that. Have you? Uh, Not that I can recall, but I'm pretty like rash and decisive. So another dream that can be prophetic is a directional dream, a dream where you are given guidance. Interesting. Yeah. Have you ever had one of those? I'm trying to think. I I seem to recall you telling me um telling me a time where mom showed up with suitcases and she was telling you, "Okay, get ready." You know, like we're 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 going. Like things are things are happening. And I don't know if that if that's a directional dream. It's not a warning because it's like, "Get ready." Oh, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was about the podcast. She was coming with us on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny. See, this is why I tell you I wake up and I call Jennifer because Jennifer will know and remember Mm -hmm. my dreams. Claire audience dreams are another type of psychic dreams. I swear to God, you just told me a dream where you were hearing a voice like it was just a voice. That sounds familiar, but I I can't remember remember. because I didn't write it down. So note to self, write down your Mm -hmm. dreams because I can't remember. It does sound familiar, (laughs) but I don't know what the voice said. But apparently I've I've had Mm -hmm. clairaudient dreams before where you just hear a voice giving you information, which is cool. And then there are Mm -hmm. empathic dreams where you gain insight by empathizing with another or you feel empathically what another person is feeling. I think for at least our audience and our patrons that are listening and us, we're already empathic. And I feel like we're aware we're doing that in real life. And I think maybe that happens to people that are more self-involved and that aren't on the empath spectrum as high as we are. Could be, could be. Also, I wonder, you know how we were just talking about dreaming in in third person, how sometimes you're mm. you're not in your dream, but you're observing. A lot of times I'm not in my dream. I'm just watching other people do whatever. You're watching other people. And do you ever like feel the way a person might be feel? like? Are you either em- empathically connected to someone in your dream when you're watching a situation unfold? Not that you've noticed. Not that I noticed. OK. All right. Just something to to think about as we continue our dream journeys, because that's. Seems very interesting. Um, Another Mm -hmm. type of psychic dream we've already been talking about are apparition dreams. And those are when you Mm. when you see someone that you love in your dream who has already passed away. Visitation dreams. Have you ever had a visitation of someone famous? No. Have you? I (laughs) know. You tell us. Tell (laughs) us about it. Joan Rivers came to me in a dream and she's the cutest. That's really sweet. I was in a crowd and she walked up to me and she t- she took my hand in both of hers and she shook my hand because I was really tore up. You, that she passed re- away. you were a big fan of hers. And I remember you being really I upset. So when you said she came to you, I was not even surprised. I'm like, of course she did. And apparently 
That's in her character. Like she would do, yeah, she would do like meals on wheels and drop off meals for um, people Aww. that were sick. Like that was like, that's something that she would do. So knowing that I was as, as upset yeah. as I was and she just shook yeah. my hand. I don't think I've ever dreamt of someone that's famous nice. or I don't think I've ever been visited by someone famous who's passed away. And another type is telepathic dreams where you connect with someone else's thoughts. I don't think I've ever done that. Cool AF. Yeah, no kidding. Now, what this list doesn't have that I think we might delve into another time is dreams about past lives, because I would put that in this category, too. Wouldn't you like? Yeah. Psychic dreams or mystical, (sighs) mystical dreams. I am writing that down. Okay, the other thing that I was thinking about, too, is how that dream state is connected with astral projection. You know how some people can leave their bodies and actually experience other things while they're asleep? I, I would really like to delve into into that topic as well. And um, night workers is what you're describing, how there's that theory that you're doing yes, stuff yes. at night. In my mind, I'm just going to give you my takeaway and let you wait no longer. A lot of this is already something that I believe that I'm doing um, when I do psychic work. So I believe that we have a universal conscious, which is like the universal power of love, mm-hmm. right? That we're all connected to that same. And when I meditate, I feel like I have more access mm-hmm. to that. The same way that I feel like I have more access to that when I'm dreaming, it's just a different brain wave level that I'm on, whether I be meditating or dreaming. What do you think? I am actually really excited to do more work with my dreams now after having this discussion with you, because I feel like it is a tool that I haven't tapped into formally. And I really want to start a dream journal for real. And and I do want to be intentional about using my dreams in a, in a real way to not only understand my own subconscious and help me with my daily issues and maybe my maybe issues that I have on, on this life journey, but also to connect with spirit. So I see that both would be helpful for me. I love it. Thank Good you. talk. So we have coming up, we're going to do we're going to look at past lives and dreams. We're going to look at nightworking dreams and astral projection. And I think we're going to do a deep dive into the sleeping prophet himself, Edgar Casey. I love all those topics. And these are all going to be for Patreon. Yes. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. If there are other topics that you would like us to delve into for our Patreon page, you let us know. We'd be happy to uh, to look into that. Well, great. Thank you so much. Good talk. Yeah, thank you. We love you. Good night. Love you. Thank you for all everything you've done for us in 2022. And we look forward to giving you more bonus content in 2023. <laughs> talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.